If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. What's up since the sandbox? Who's back? And the mush has left the building. <laughs> there is no, no Kevy mush, even though the Bills losing screws the Colts royally in the rankings. But today we have the fantasy rankings. For week seven. Yep. I can't believe it's already week seven. Dude, it's so crazy to to think that. And I was doing I was doing the rankings and, and Lou, we were just sharing before the episode on um, the schedule for like the next month or so and it's like, dude, the season's really gonna fly by that fast. Yeah. I mean it's exciting that basketball's right around the corner. We know obviously I am the big football guy, but sprinkling in some basketball obviously, you know, creates some great content for you guys. And part of the reason Kev's not here today, one it's because he needs a mental break just trying to heal from the Bills. He's not okay. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, no, but realistically, Kev's going um, to the Red Sox game tonight. I could have had that opportunity as well. Um, but I chose to be here with all of you since the Sandbox fans. So just make sure you're you you know you're valuing that and considering that when we come to listening to since the Sandbox. But Lou, let's break things down with our quarterback here at 10-6. to 6. Start us off. All right, so at 10, I have Brady versus the Bucks. Ooh, I mean, versus the Bears. Chicago. I'm sorry. Chicago. I think it's going to be a tough-ish game. I just think that Chicago's offense sucks so bad that they're going to be on the field a lot. Like, I thought the week that Brady would struggle would be Miami. Yeah. And he just killed it. So, at 9, I have Wentz versus San Fran. Okay. Highest-rated offensive player last week, Carson Wentz. I love it. And he's been playing solid, too. Dude, he's been great. He's had so many um, so many more touchdowns than Intos. He's been moving better. The old line looks good. And like, let's not forget, like Quentin Nelson and Brandon Smith still aren't a hundred percent back. So it's like yep. they're just getting healthier. And he's played consistent. You know what I mean? And Ty yep. was back for a whole game before he got hurt. So that was fantastic. At eight, I have Matt Ryan, seven Tannehill, and six Rogers. Okay. I really don't like Rogers this week. I said this to Kev Steve on Saturday. I think the Packers are the worst one-loss team in the NFL. They're up there, and I think I think honestly, a team like the Bengals could be viewed possibly, possibly as a little bit more of a threat, just because I think they're a little bit more of a higher standard defensively than Green Bay is. But Lou, I'm I'm actually surprised. Me and you are going to have some opposite rankings. I have Rodgers at a pretty good spot, but here at ten. Not sure if Matt Ryan's made my rankings yet this season, but he is making it now um, at Miami. I think that's a good matchup. Nine, Sam Darnold. Look for him to get a little right. Panthers are on a little bit of a skid versus the Giants. That's always your opportunity to get right. Eight, Jalen Hurts. He's been a fantasy sleeper. I think, you know, he definitely, you know, accounts for a lot of the yards and touchdowns that Philly gets. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, um, he's the guy that gets it done. Seven, I got Joe Burrow. That could be a little bit low. I think this is going to be a great game versus Baltimore. I'm really going to see um, what's going on in that division. Six, this is really low for somebody with a great matchup. I just, I don't know what it is. If the Cardinals can kind of show me this week that they're not going to fall to a scrub team, I think I think I'd really buy in, but I do have Kyla here at six. Like I said, you know, it's a great matchup versus Houston. You shouldn't be hesitant in playing Kyla. I think that there's just bigger stories to go in my top five, and that's why I don't have Kyla there. Yeah, I like that. I have him high, but it's it's a lot because if they blow him blow them out early, they're gonna run the football. Yeah. They have three running backs that run the football, and then on top of that, it's like this could be a trap game. I, that, There's always that like lingering, like what if they just don't show up that yeah. day? Oh, what if they didn't take the team, you know, as serious? So um, those are things that I definitely consider, and I, I thought that 
we were going to see that last week with the Cardinals when they were playing the Browns with a head coachless team. So that they definitely impressed me last week, and we talked about that in our impressions, or we will talk about that in our impressions. But yeah, I think you know just really making sure that you can stay consistent and beat the teams you're supposed to. I think that's what the Cardinals can do to, to show that they're legit. And it's funny because like they were the one team all preseason we were like, ugh, like they just have to make the jump, and like they have made the jump. So it, yep. it's pretty exciting to see. All right, so with five, guy I love this week, I love Jalen Hurts first. The Raiders, I, I think the Raiders are a little overrated. I, I think last week was a little bit of a fluke blowing out the Broncos. Yep. I, I just don't see that happening versus Philly. But I, I think Jalen Hurts just does it in all phases. Uh, four, I have Lamar. Three, I have Stafford versus the Lions. I think that's that is a no brainer play. He he should be wanting to put up five TDs Absolutely. for a wasted career. <laughs> then, then Kyler at two, and then Mahomes at one. A little picking it up here at five, and I do have Stafford versus Detroit. That's what I'm talking about when I said why I have Kyler at six. I just think, you know, something like Stafford versus Detroit's a bigger story. Mahomes trying to keep the Chiefs alive. I think that's a little bit of a bigger story versus a, a big opponent in the Titans who just beat Buffalo. Three, Lamar. I mean, Lamar's really playing MVP football. I think it's hard to have him outside the top five. And you can't you can't say he's not passing the ball successfully because he's doing it and doing this well. Two, I have Brady Lou, so I know you had him a little later. I do think that, that the Bucks didn't have the best game on Thursday night, and I think that just shows that Brady might come out and just explode. And one, I have Rodgers silently kind of still killing it. And I don't want to say he's still playing the MVP ball from last year, but he's playing pretty damn close. And it's just like the same story with, with like Green Bay. It's like, oh, Rogers playing phenomenal. He's got no help. There's going to be a point in time where Devontae Adams is banged up. Robert Tunyon disappeared, just like you predicted, and their defense is hurt. So what are you going to do? There's going to be some real trade scenarios that me and Lou are going to be talking mm-hmm. about, and I'm actually going to address a defensive player to the Packers, but you uh-huh. guys will have to tune into that in the episode. Lou, get us started with the running backs. All right. All right, so for running backs this week, 15, Alex Collins. I think as long as Russell Wilson and Chris Carson are out, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. He's just going to get so much volume that I think he's a great I think he's a great flex play and then a good RB2 considering the matchup versus the Saints. With the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. 14, I have Miles Gaskin. I, I think that uh, he's such a tough play because like he gives you 15 to 30 a week and then it's like two. Yeah. And I'm going. Yeah, he he's kind of gone off every other week, so I'm just going to continue the pattern. That's it. Thirteen, Damian Harris. I think he's just the bell cow for the Pats. There's nothing you can do about it. They're going to run the football no matter what. I'd like to see him split less carries with Ramondre Stevenson. Who? Yeah, I I don't know that that guy fumbled on his first first drive of his life, so not a fan. Twelve, Josh Jacobs. I think he's slowly getting back into the swing of things, but Kenyon Drake getting all the receptions is, is scary. That's why he's my flex in Yahoo. <laughs> all right, eleven. I have Daryl Williams okay. on Kansas City. I, I think that their offense is going to get right. They're going to have to run the football, and I, I think he's a little better than Clyde personally. Ten, Miles Sanders. That's my guy. Don't wear his name out. Nine, I have Cordero Patterson, and then eight, I have whoever is playing for the Browns. I thought it was going to be Nick Chubb, but whoever plays for the Browns. All right, Lou. Very nice to hear your breakdown once again. You needed to hear a real fantasy opinion other than Kev's. And I'm going to start this week off weird, too. Obviously, losing the Browns and the Broncos on Thursday night. I don't do Thursdays, so we have to keep that in mind. Along with bye weeks. Bye weeks are in full hand. Me and Kenny were talking a little bit earlier, and like our whole bench is 
got all by yeah. <laughs> playing against each other in the Lockhead fam- Family League. 15, Eli Mitchell. So I don't know what to really think about this San Francisco 49er backfield. I'm not crazy about it. He does seem to get the opportunity. How healthy he'll stay, I don't know. I am a Trey Sermon owner, so I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? Just be patient with that backfield. I know it's week seven, but you got to figure it out. 14, Daryl Williams. I also had Daryl Williams with CEH on IR. Yeah, you know, things aren't really working out for CEH in Kansas City to this point. I'm not saying it won't, but this was a first-round guy, so we definitely want to see um, that production early. 13, Swift. I think this is a tough matchup versus the Rams. I definitely think, you know, Jared Goff will have a little motivation to be good in this game as well. Um, But he also has to consider, you know, the people that are around him. 12, Lou, very similar um, running back rankings here. I have Damian Harris. He's versing the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feed this kid too. I mean, they kept him in reserve all last year. So he wasn't taking the tackle so he can learn the playbook. And Mac Jones is playing okay ball. He's not making mistakes, but he doesn't have too many playmakers either. So I think with Harris being one of your best playmakers, feed the man. 11, Antonio Gibson, if he plays. If not, J.D. McKissick is just as good of an option to play against Green Bay. Um, We know Washington hasn't really been the best football team. No pun intended there. But Gibson's good when he gets the opportunity. 10, Miles Sanders, Lou, your guy. Love him. But somebody I do have above him. Leonard Fournette, I think he's definitely becoming the the one back for Tampa. I wouldn't be surprised if Rojo is mentioned in some real NFL trade scenarios that, that we'll be talking about very soon. And first time for this guy making the debut into my fantasy running back top 10 at number 8, Cordell Patterson. So you could put him as a wide receiver. You could put him as a running back. Um, I think there's a lot more depth at wide receiver. So if he gets the running back positioning, Fill him in right there, and eight's a great spot for him at Miami. He's their best option. Yeah, definitely, and I feel like he's the best flex guy you could have on your bench right now. Yeah, like, really. Fits both positions. He does everything. <laughs> he, he, it's kind of crazy. Seven, I have DeAndre Swift, and I feel like the other side of the coin isn't being talked about a lot in the media, but Jared Goff's playing the Rams. Like, Yeah. He's played really good all season. Like, c- Considering the circumstances, like he is. he's the only good player besides Swift and Hawkinson on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a tough matchup. I think Swift's going to get a ton of carries. He's going to catch the football. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions make it a close game. I don't I think they'll they win, do. but it's going to be competitive. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. After seeing the Rams beat the Giants last week, I definitely want to see yeah. them <laughs> lose. Oh, yeah, please. Six, I have Chubba Hubbard. I, I just think that he's the number one guy. I think McCaffrey's going to be out for a little while. He just His hamstrings are just Sad. strings. They're Sad. strings. They're actually made out of out of cotton. <laughs> uh, five, I have Daryl Henderson. I mean, he's the clear number one now. I think Sony Michelle's just a After a fill-in guy. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna see only like seven carries a game, if that. He's just you know, if Henderson got hurt for an extended period of time, he was a, a running back with experience. That's yeah. what he was. Yeah, it's really true. Four, I have Aaron Jones. Three, I have Jonathan Taylor. And man, is he just Woo! that you dude is. That? That dude's straight killing it right now. Feed the boat. Three straight games of 100-plus yards, Feed six touchdowns in three games. Come on. Feed the boat. Come on. <laughs> and if it wasn't for us only knowing how to play zone, we would have had a win versus the Ravens. How crazy is that? 
two, I have Kamara, and then Derrick Henry, one. I, I think he's a no-brainer versus the Chiefs as a one. He is in back in full swing, and that week one scare is so far behind us. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, it is, and... Picking things up at 7, Lou, I do have Josh Jacobs here. I love the matchup versus Philly, and I think he is getting stronger the more he plays. 6, I have Mixon. I think, you know, the game script will definitely depend on, on how good he does. Baltimore defense is getting a little bit better, but that Bengals offense is doing just as well. 5, Daryl Henderson had a big week versus the Giants last week, obviously. And now here versus Detroit, I'm expecting another obvious big game. 4, Jonathan Taylor at San Francisco. Man's a bull. Man's going to be a top three back next year. Calling that now. Three. Call it low. Derrick Henry versus Kansas City. He had a huge game versus the Bills. I didn't think he was going to. And I just think that Kansas City, if they're going to play against these top teams good, play play against them well, you need to be able to make a team one-dimensional. If you can make Tennessee beat you through the air, then obviously, you know, that that's going to be a, a, a better game script for Kansas City to win. Obviously going to be challenging knowing how poor the Chiefs defense has been. Two, Aaron Jones versus the football team. I think this is going to be a huge game for him. Absolutely huge game. Maybe even a big game for A.J. Dillon. We'll see. And one, Alvin Kamara. I think this might be the first time I have him won. I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity. I'm sorry for all the fantasy fans that are hoping Michael Thomas to come back and be, you know, that first-round pick that that he was a couple years ago. No, Drew Brees, I don't see that happening. Lou, you see that happening? No. (laughs) No. So let's get things right. Let's get things started with the wide receivers. All right, so at 15, making a first-time appearance, we got Michael Pittman. I love it, man. He, he catches the football in all parts of the field. And not even that. San Fran's secondary is awful. It's awful. And he's easily the biggest Colts receiver in stature. So I think him and Moali Cox are going to have a field day. Moali Cox just finds the end zone. It must be all that college basketball, as they keep mentioning on NFL Network. Oh, what? The Johnny Cupcakes? Uh, Ninja Turtles? This is vintage. About high school. I still fit it. It used to be big on me. Now it's small. At 14, Julio. Enough said. He's back. 13, I got Hollywood Brown. I was disappointed in him last week. I just thought that he'd get way more volume, and he dropped a huge pass in the end zone. He had a touchdown right in his hand, so I don't expect that to happen again. 12, and I I honestly think might be the most underrated receiver in the league is Brandon Cooks. No matter who it is, the dude puts up yards and catches. He literally averaged like six catches a game and like 80 yards with Davis Mills. D-Hop and Terry McLaurin-esque. Uh huh. Literally, he's just getting stuck with scrubs. Eleven, I have Mike Evans, and it's just tough because he's a red zone threat. But I, I don't feel that he gets the targets, especially if they play a team with with some good corners. I think the Bears are going to try to take him away, but there's only so much you can do. At ten, I have McLaurin. Nine, I have DK. And eight, Debo Samuel versus the Colts. I think he's going to give him real problems, especially running the football. I think he's going to catch him on a lot of a lot of end arounds. All right, fifteen. Debut, Waddle. Wow. I, I think I think you know Miami has to figure out which receiver is going to be their one. I think if he's their future, um, you have to make that commitment to him and him and Tua obviously have a past relationship. Looking for them to build on that. Fourteen, another debut, and this is more of a leap of faith rather than anything else. Lou, me and you talked about Brandon Ayuk being one of the most, you know, breakout players this mm-hmm. year. Have not seen it. He's been in the doghouse. I'm just kind of thinking that, you know, they were giving him punish, punishment to the bye week. 
hoping that Jimmy G's out there and hoping that Brandon Ayuk has a big game. And honestly, like I feel like he changes that offense, and maybe they suck because they're not getting mm-hmm. you know some diversity involved. Debo Samuel's playing good. Have him at a very high spot this week. 13, DK. I think at this point he's the only fantasy wide receiver you can really keep in from Seattle yeah. without Russell Wilson. I like Lockett, but his boomer bust potential is just so much less without uh, Russell. 12, Robert Woods. I think I'm just going yep. for for you know all the, all the second receivers here. Um, but but Cup had a big game versus the Giants. Look for Woods to get right. Eleven, Godwin. Another. I don't want to say a leap of faith because I don't have Godwin in any leagues. But I think Brady's at his best when Godwin's playing good. Yeah. He loves throwing to that inside, and we saw that when Gronk was healthy. Obviously, with Gronk not being healthy right now, teams might be able to lock down the inside a little bit more with Godwin, so we'll see what happens there. But I like him here at 11. 10, I have Jamar Chase. Lou, he's definitely improved You know his mm-hmm. catch radius, catching the football, period, and he's been top 10 fantasy wide receiver. 9, Hollywood Brown. So, yes, he does have a couple of big crucial drops but I also think his play from last year to this year has been a tremendous leap, and this is what we want to see. Now it's going to be interesting with Rashad Bateman getting into the mix, but I still think you have to play Hollywood until proven otherwise. Eight, a little lower than I would have liked this guy at this point this season, coming off of a bye week and a personal matter leave. Calvin Ridley, I think it's mm-hmm. time for him to get right, and Miami's going to be really banged up, so I expect it to be a big opportunity for him. Yeah, this week I... I have Ridley if uh, finally back in the top top seven. I I have him at six and uh, DJ Moore at seven. I think DJ Moore is just the go to guy. I I think it all depends on how the how, how Sam Donald plays, because yeah. if it's like last week, then DJ Moore is is in the doghouse. But if, if they get right like the first few weeks, he's gonna go off. So he's a big boomer bust guy, but he's the yeah, number he, one. Yep. Five I have AJ Brown. Four I have D Hop. Three I have Cooper Cup. Two, I have Tyreek, and one, I have Devontae. But Tyreek could be one because, like, honestly, without him, like, the Chiefs are sinking. Yeah. He's their only, like, lifesaver right now. Even Mahomes isn't playing great. In, 15 picks in 15 games. In a, in a fantasy, you know, kind of kind of perspective, I mean, Hill's having games where, like, he'll do, like, 10, 15, 11, and then get you, like, 38. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if he's consistently getting you 10-plus, like, it, it really don't even matter. Yeah, I definitely need... Um, the Chiefs, the Chiefs to to figure it out. Not that I need it because obviously I'm not a Chiefs fan, but uh, but they the NFL is a little bit more better, a little bit more competitive when we have more teams that are considered great. Um, I don't think the Chiefs are considered a great team to this point this season. Seven Terry McLaurin. I talked about Terry, like I I talked about with with D Hop, and it's just to this point where you know you kind of have to give him the respect he deserves. I mean he's really doing it with any quarterback throwing him the ball. Six DJ. Go DJ. That's my DJ. DJ Moore here at six. Five, I got Cooper Cup. Looking for him to eat again. Four, I have Mike Evans. Lou, you're absolutely 100% right. The volume and the opportunity is scary how much less it's going his way. But it is great to see that the fantasy production isn't dropping off a tremendous amount. I would like to see Mike Ed- Mike Evans get in the end zone a couple of times this week. Three, Lou, nothing personal, obviously. Debo Samuel here at three, and I, I really think he's playing like a top five fantasy wide receiver. This is someone that's probably going to be a league, a league winner. He was probably picked, you know, after the eighth round, and no one really, I mean, I'll, I'll say personally, because I don't want to say nobody, I don't want to speak for all you guys. I thought Ayuk was going to be the better receiver, so we'll see what happens. Two, I got Hill. One, I got Adams. I mean, you've heard those names inside the top for, for a little bit now. 
Yeah, no, I I think Debo is just a Swiss Army. He does everything. everything. Yep. He's gonna carry. He's gonna carry for at least fifty yards on the Colts. I I really believe it. Ooh. I think the Colts are gonna win. Upset alert! Upset alert! I'd also like I don't to think point it's out. An upset. I, I mean, just by the odd. Uh, it's funny because they were minus seven. I what? mean, plus seven. The Colts were uh, last week, and since they beat Houston and came close with the Ravens, they're only uh, plus four now, oh. or plus three and a half. Actually, I'll take that. So San Francisco's the favorite in the game. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I don't think that's right. No, I don't think that. Even I don't know. the Colts guys. I know, <laughs> and it's not like, and it's not like Wentz. Like he had his best game of the season on prime. That's like the number one thing. That like I was looking for like prime time versus the Ravens. He didn't screw up. Yeah. Like what more? Like that loss wasn't on him. So, yeah. anyways, we'll go to the tight ends. Five. I got Dallas Goddard, my man. No Zach Ertz now. He is off the COVID list, fresh as a daisy. Might I add? <laughs> uh, four. I have Kyle Pitts. Three. I have Walla. Two. I have Mark Andrews, who's back. And then one is Kelsey, even though he's kind of dropped off a tiny bit, yeah, but it's nothing crazy. Waller. Oh, Waller's a ghost. Yeah, I mean, it's sad because these are two guys that you definitely have to keep inside, you know, your top for your fantasy rankings just based off opportunity. But, you know, I feel the same way. Like, I honestly think the best tight end to this point is, like, Mark Andrews or Dawson Knox, like, to, to be honest. Yeah. But five here, I have Hunter Henry. I think this is a name that's coming along. Would like to see him and Mac, Mac and Cheese get that figured out. For Tyler Higby, you guys heard heard the Rams all over my rankings. Big Rams guy this week. Three, Travis Kelsey. Two, Mark Andrews. One, Darren Waller. It's more of a leap of faith. I just, you know, I really don't understand it. These these opportunities, these matchups, they're great. Got to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Lou, let's move on to the kickers. I got Mac Gay, Jason Sanders. I'll die by Jason Sanders. <laughs> He's giving me a solid eight, seven and eight back-to-back weeks. I'll take nice. it. Uh, three, I have Carlson. The Raiders' offense is just always getting him in the end uh, in the red zone. Two, I have Butker, and one, I have Justin Tucker. I just think nice. that just it's not even that Justin Tucker puts up the most points. He's just so reliable. Yeah, he is legitimately old reliable. I was actually having a conversation with our good friend Ty, local Ravens fan, also a scrub. Um, <laughs> he said he thinks Tucker is the goat, and I said Vinatieri's the goat, but I don't think anyone's close to Tucker at two. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. That's a that's a debate. We'll have to settle for another day. Have to bring uh, a couple Patriots fans, bring Lou down here to have the Colts perspective and, and some Ravens fans. I think we'll have to uh, tie it down to intangibles. <laughs> Justin Tucker might get mm-hmm. that with the, with the orchestra, hey, the opera voice. They lost Vinatieri. They went 10 years without a Super Bowl. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. True, true. All right, kick it. Mason Crossbar, yeah, right wow. here at five. They get to get right game. Four Bucker, three Gay, two Tucker, one Carlson. Lou, I'm just gonna go down the defenses really quickly. Mm-hmm. Carolina here at five. New England, your guys, um, here at four. The Rams at three. Tampa Bay at two. And Arizona versus Houston at one. I think mm-hmm. if Arizona is gonna be a legit team versus the bad teams, they gotta beat up bad versus the worst. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I have the Packers at five, Arizona at four, the Pats at three, the Bucks at two, and the Rams at one. Ooh. I have the Rams at one solely from, I, I guarantee there's a sack fumble in that game. Probably. There is going to, uh, Jared Goff's going to cough up something. Probably. Aaron Donald will be a, probably a little more motivated. Oh, yeah. Going to destroy him. <laughs> but, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our Week 7 Fantasy Rankings. We are Kevless this week, but we got so much more coming to you guys next week. Um, we have an interview with... 
Anthony D'Ambrosio running for state senate. So going to be really cool um, to get a different perspective down here. Going to talk some some football as, along with asking some mm-hmm. questions. Um, we also have our week six impressions coming to you guys for this week and uh, some real NFL trade scenarios and all of that along with our 2021 Thanksgiving can drive starting November mm-hmm. 1st. So make sure to start collecting cans, get ready for those. And, of course, we have to end with five stars. Because if it's not five stars, guys, we just don't want it. In, in case you guys don't know who Mr. D'Ambrosio is, uh, he's the guy with all, all the signs. When everyone else has a couple <laughs> signs, he's got, like, 50 more signs. So he's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Peace.